0: Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and
1: gentlemen. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Can I please have your attention? Right now, showtime. Are you ready?
0: Are you ready for start time? Let's find out. Ready? Let's go.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, get your popcorn ready. Sit back, relax, cause it's about time for chatting with George Noonan. Aw yeah. Hey Emily, how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you? Good.
1: I was nervous. I was going to be late. I was watching um, Crime and Penalties on Netflix, and it was it's one of those stories where. Are you okay? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Hello. It's uh, it's one of those stories that if you if it wasn't true, you wouldn't believe it for a second. Like you know, what I mean, if I handed you a script and you read it, you'd be like, "This is never going to be a movie because it's totally ridiculous." But, yeah. <laughs> but it was just it was really awesome, and it was just amazing. I was just. Wondering about like books that, you know, you couldn't write a book like that. and And I was wondering if you've written any books like that lately.
0: No, I have not written any in the crime and punishment (laughs) genre. (laughs) Although I will have to. I'm always on the lookout for new Netflix series. So I'll have to put that on my list.
1: Yeah, it's the Untold series. It's about sports and it's... The Malice in the Palace is the first one. Then there's a Caitlyn Jenner one, um, a Christy Martin, and now the Crime, uh, crime and oh. Politics.
0: You know, I love Netflix series, and when when it ends, I think Netflix is good and bad these days. It's great because it's instant gratification. You know, you if can, you can't get enough, you can keep watching, but then it can end in, like, two or three days, and then it's like, oh, no, I miss it now. Yeah. So it's a catch-22.
1: Yeah, it's a love and hate relationship
0: exactly exactly well george it's great to hear from you and the first thing i want to know is how comic con was
1: <laughs> i just got back a couple hours ago actually yeah, I, yeah how I, was it uh it was really it was a lot of fun it was really good. good yeah it's uh i love going there and just watching the people and hanging out and seeing all the new things and i love dc i love marvel and it's star wars so it's it's mostly geared towards that but there's uh lots of other things to do it's there's a little less people this year due to well the obvious
0: yeah due to covid but yeah it was good
1: because you had room to move a lot of times on a saturday you, you can ju- you're just taking baby steps to get to where you want to be but there were spots where you could just kind of like just take your time and browse and not worry about being so- in someone's way
0: oh that's the best <clears> yeah so it was a even better it was good timing yeah what have you been oh, doing
1: this, this summer anything
0: so yeah, I've actually I've had a lot of things <laughs> going on this summer, a lot of uh, life changes. So uh, my first novel was published, The Wedding Toaster. So that was very exciting, and it launched on July thirtieth, and that was the same day that I actually. Sign the PNS to sell my house. Really? So yeah. So a lot of things have come together. So um, I, you know, just like you, Stoneham, born and raised. You know, <laughs> <laughs> living here, and I actually, and I've loved it. Sold my home, and I'm going to be moving up to New Hampshire to the Lake Winnipesaukee area where I spent all my summers since childhood. Wow. Um. I left my teaching. I was a been a teacher for twenty three years. I've loved every second of it, but made the decision to leave that for now. And I'm gonna try to concentrate on my writing. So, yeah, a lot of things going on now. So that's
1: amazing. Now, did you um in the house? Is it is it always been a dream of yours to go up there since you were going up there as a child, or did you just so say you I know. gotta get out of here?
0: You know it's funny, George's whole thing was like there wasn't one day where I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm just gonna go do this and go do it. It was more <laughs> of a slow evolution, you know, sure. I think for me, if someone said to me a year ago, "You're gonna leave your teaching job and sell your house, I would have been like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> That's it was so like it's almost like I couldn't believe it as I was taking the steps towards doing it, but I think, um." For me, you know, I've loved my life, was very comfortable, it was very familiar, but I was just getting a little bit restless. I was just feeling a little bit like, hmm, I think I wanna experience something else now. I think I wanna do something else now. And you know, I've I've loved teaching. I taught 10 years in Stoneham and um recently I just left. I taught 13 years in Westford Mass. Um, and I've loved every year of it. Um, of course, teaching towards uh, during COVID has not been the easiest. I mean, it wasn't terrible. You know, I my, you know, school had a good system in place and, you know, we made it work, but I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't the teaching that I loved and remembered. And it's not why I left, but I think it made it easier to leave. Do you know what I mean?
1: I do. You were young and restless, Emily. That happens.
0: I was young and restless. That's right. And I love that you said the word young, too, (laughs) because I I am still young. Yes, you are. I just sort of felt like, you know, the whole thing with the book, I knew it was coming. I didn't know when it would be published. And it wasn't even about the book or my writing. I think I would have made this change regardless. But then the book happened and I was like, I forgot how much I love to write. And I was like, of course, this is all about my writing. Like, of course, this is what I want to do. Of course, I'm going to take the chance now, you know, and try to make something of it. So and people have been very supportive and I'm just so appreciative. And, yeah, I'm really excited for this next chapter. So Oh, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> I didn't even. know. Wow, yes, bookmark exactly. that, why don't you? Yes, I will. I think I'll have to write that down. Oh, so, <laughs> so yes. So, you
1: you mentioned it's the first book you've written, and you've been writing for years. What would you What would you be writing? I, I know you're not just writing jokes. That's
0: yeah. I, I do that so I'm very
1: unsuccessful, but but no, what, what would what no. would you what would you be writing?
0: <laughs> Well, so, funny story. The Wedding Toaster was actually the the second manuscript I wrote, and I wrote it 14 years ago. It took me a long time to get published. In fact, the inspiration for the story, you know the Gagne's, right? So, yes, yes. So Kristen Gagney, um, one of my closest and dearest friends. So at her wedding, like 15 years ago, um, I gave the toast and it was very well received. So people were coming up to me and complimenting me and some random gentleman, you know, don't even know who he was, you know, just said to me out of the blue. And I mean, I think he was kidding, said, yeah, wow, you should do this for a living. And all of a sudden. I got the idea for the wedding toaster. So that's sort of the story behind the story of how I came up with it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sure. Before that, um, I'm getting that seasonal, you know, allergies between seasons, you know, when all the, <coughs> excuse me, allergies come on. So excuse me if I cough. That's but um, There'll
1: be a train shortly. So we'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> it's, it works on both ends.
0: Well, well, I thought of you because right before you called, there was a lawnmower going in my neighborhood. <laughs> I thought of you. It's
1: yes, like, that, was, that was a little embarrassing, but she was a great no, sport no. about it.
0: <laughs> Thank you, all. Dana. So um, it's uh, the wedding toaster is actually the first story. I mean, the second story I wrote. My first one, which is is what I'll try to get published next, is vastly, vastly different. You know, the wedding toaster is more rom-com, you know, or lit. My first Chikolet. story is Chick-Lit. <laughs> that's love awesome. <laughs> to me, it's much deeper, but I know that's the genre sure, that it sure. fits into. Um, my first one is more of like a coming-of-age story, and it's about two best friends who are growing up, and it's still between past and present, but one of them is struggling with mental illness. So it's a much more um, serious you know, topic or theme Um, and I had to, this was part of, you know, the, one of my evolution steps I took, I remember this spring, I was looking on my old hard drive and I found it and I had totally forgotten about the story. Like I forgot I had written it, (coughs) excuse me. And I thought, how is it possible that I forgot about the story? I stayed up the whole night reading it. And you know when you fall in love with your own writing, that's when you know like I have to do this like this is what I need to do work on now, and that was one of sort of the evolutionary steps that I took that sort of led me to my decision on this new journey so <coughs> very oh excuse me, George that's, all right. that's all
1: right. I, I bring that up in women, apparently it's okay. <laughs> is any of this so, autobiographical autobiographical is that how you say that autobiographical is it is, is
0: it, it a, no not, no none of my stories are it's funny and so it's, it's a fiction. very natural question people ask me you know in my first one the main character you know doesn't show up to her wedding and people ask well did you I'm like no that's not <laughs> that's not me
1: runaway bride and the
0: the second story is not me either I guess with writing, you know, it's kind of like with acting, you know, we see these, you know, all these actors who portray these amazing characters, but they're not their characters, right? <coughs> it's, you know, some someone they're portraying. So, I mean, it's the same for writers, you know, we create these characters, but they're not us. You know, I think there are aspects of it, like in, and, and it happens subconsciously, like in the wedding toaster. There's one character in particular who's a very eccentric, very lovable, like dear old man. Was it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was
1: gonna ask you what his name was. I, I love when people make up names.
0: So his name is Uncle Hor, and Hor is short for Horatio, and not indicative of a certain character. <laughs> And that's right on the back cover.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, first, first of all, I never expected to have an uncle whore involved in the wedding yeah. poster, I guess, but but why not? Why not? It's friction, right?
0: Exactly. That's what I love about.
1: <laughs> you think it would be so Aunt he, Whore, really? But I guess I uncle know. Works. I
0: know Ex- exactly. But that's <laughs> what I love most about writing is kind of making up these crazy characters. But um when i finished writing i i kind of realized i'm like i think this is based on my my uncle arthur i have an uncle arthur who just passed away like 6 months ago oh, like sorry. Right, oh thank you but um so i think it's a nice tribute to him because i didn't consciously do it but i think that you know he he was in my head and it came out in my writing so <coughs> there are aspects i think of you that come out but like, no, none of the characters I write are me. Although I do have <laughs> an idea for a third one, which would be probably my alter ego, which would be the closest. So I would oh. love to write um about a school teacher who spends her summers on Lake Winnipesaukee <laughs> and gets a summer job delivering mail to all the islands by jet ski i mean how come on how fun would that be that would
1: be really fun especially if if uncle hor was there to greet yeah. you at the mailbox
0: <laughs> make, maybe this could be yeah we could <laughs> fit him in somehow and there'd be some mystery involved that you'd have to solve yes, yes. i think that would be that would be cuz i i just think that would be the most fun job ever and I always had a secret desire to be a P.I., I think. So. Really?
1: Did you really?
0: <laughs> I did a little bit. Yeah, I always thought it would be so I loved all those shows, you know. I loved, like, Charlie's Angels and, like, all those. You remember Moonlighting? I
1: Bruce do. Willis, it's Shepherd, sure.
0: Yeah. And, and Booger love...
1: from Revenge of the Nerds. How can you not?
0: Yes, yes. I have, Oh, I ate that stuff up. I loved it. <laughs> but, um... I don't have the mind, like I'm, I love like mysteries and PI, but I, I don't have the logic. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I have to develop it. It's wouldn't be my strength to write, but it's a challenge to work on. Right.
1: Absolutely. Have you ever read Sue Grafton?
0: No, but I've heard of her. They shall have to put her on my list. Cause she's a big mystery, writer. She does the
1: alphabet series.
0: Yes. Yes. I'll have to put her on my list.
1: Yes, you can do uh, – I, I don't know if – I've read a couple of them. I I think I read them out of order, too. I don't know that you have to read them. I I, I would hope not, I guess, but they were pretty good. I don't know why I stopped reading them. I, I, I basically read mystery things like that, like Harlan Coben, Brad Meltzer. Uh, that's actually kind of it right now because I'm kind of bored. Oh, Linwood Barclay, that kind of oh, he- stuff. But, but Sue Grafton was very good because it all I, – I just love the idea of going in order of you know, 26 – like, like that's your series. You, you're set for your, your career, really. I mean, you, you,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just go through all the lessons.
1: Yeah, I got thirteen more to go, and then I can start something else. But your first one was about uh, someone who left a wedding, and then there was a wedding toaster. So
0: ah. yeah. So, so the first, so the wedding toaster. I'll just give you a quick synopsis, and it's right on the back of the book. Like I'm not giving anything away, but <laughs> basically the protagonist her name is maggie mcdonald and she wakes up and it's the morning of her wedding and she doesn't show up she just freaks out you know doesn't do it and she climbs out a window and heads to like australia for two months for a vacation and a suntan (laughs) (laughs) while you're there yeah, exactly. And she comes back and, you know, no one really, you know, understands why she did what she did. She doesn't even really know why she did what she did. But anyway, um, and she's an obituary writer. That's her job. She writes obits. So she's at her so fast forward like two years and she's at her best friend's wedding and she has to end up giving the toast, which is ironic because, you know, she walked out on her own wedding. And yeah. the, so but anyway, because she is an obit bit writer, you know, she's a good writer and love. She always says, I love words. And she gives a great toast. And again, in real life, this toast, the first one she gave is very much based on the one I gave at Kristen Gagne's wedding. But um, it's very well received and she gets an invitation from this, um, another quirky old man, not Uncle Thor. <laughs> I see, I see, I love quirky old men, the yes, characters, apparently. but a different one who is getting married and h- decides to hire Maggie to give a toast, you know, as a surprise. So. You know, she reluctantly agrees, but her thing is, is like, well, I have to come, you know, observe you, you know, as a couple. So I know what to put in the toast, you know, can be personalized. So she goes down to this retirement home in Florida, you know, and Maggie, if you can tell, she's kind of self-centered and like, she's not very likable in the beginning and you're not supposed to. I mean, she did a really, you know, you know, not nice thing, but anyway, (laughs) So she does that. And then from there, she gets an invitation to do one. She goes to a trailer park in Tennessee, meets more quirky characters. From there, she goes to a uh, dude Rants in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And then she becomes kind of famous. Like everyone wants the wedding toaster to toast their wedding. And it, it becomes like her job and she gets hired to do a wedding um, for out in Napa Valley. And the bride is like a bridezilla, you know, that type, like terrible. And she goes, and at this point, Maggie has changed, you know, all her witnessing these other, you know, couples and meeting all these people who are very different from her has softened her. It's opened her up. And you see her go through this inner transformation as she's having this journey. But anyway, she, goes out to this wedding and the fiance is none other than her ex-fiance, Jack. So it's them coming face to face again, you know, after what happened and all this time, but you know, this time Maggie has changed. So it's sort of like, and I won't give it away, but you know what happens now? (laughs) Sure. Sure. So it's a very, it's very sweet. It's very, you know, you know, it's, it's definitely Chick-Lit, but like I said, to me, it's more so about Maggie's transformation. Sure. You know?
1: Sure. So. And you, you so, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. Go ahead.
1: Well, you, you wrote these two books. You started them 14, like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. and hmm And those are published now. What Have you been working on anything? Excuse me while I open my drink. I apologize. Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> are you, what are you, you said you, you – Do have you started anything new? Like I know you said you You, you were thinking of something with, in the PI thing, but is, have you started it yet or are you just kind of –
0: I haven't started it yet. So I have started um, a third one. I'm not very far into it at all. Um, but this one is about a group of people that come together, like six um, – different people to work the um and again this is fiction it's not like a statement on anything it's just but they come together to work the 12 steps of aa and it's called the steps Hmm. but this one is very um unique because each chapter is told in first person from a different character
1: are there 12 Chapters because that no, would be awesome. Well, so,
0: so there. I mean, I, I guess to break it down, yes, like there <laughs> will be yes, there will definitely be at least twelve <laughs> chapters in it. But you know, this is something that's interesting too. You know, and I don't know anything about. I haven't gone through them myself. I don't know anything about them. But this is one, so it requires research. Like I need to know what I'm writing. You know, so I'm doing a lot of research on what the steps are and, you know, about, you know, addiction in general. And I, cause I just think it's really interesting. Um, You know, I think we forget, you know, addiction can hit anyone. You know, we, I think we sometimes we have these preconceived notions that you're from a certain socioeconomic, you know, or, you know, you're like, if you're an addict, you're living, you know, under a bridge or, you know, you're homeless and, um, and I'm not speaking from personal experience, but it's just something that I find interesting and I don't think that's the case. So I think it's just kind of an uncovering of, you know, how and what leads, you know, people, um, and really how, you know, how it can change them, you know, for the, you know, for the better. I just, it's just something that I find very interesting. Yeah. So, and something that, again, something that, you know, I need to do research on because it's not something I'm familiar with or know about or, um, but I just thought it was an interesting concept. I've read stories before and I like the switch perspective. So that's something I want to play around with too. You know, all these people from different backgrounds and what their story and their perspective is and then just kind of putting it all together. So,
1: do you know Sharon Cernilia? I think that's how you pronounce her. It's her married name. I, I, she, we, we went to school, and she went to school at Stoneham High. She was a guest on on my podcast, and she talked about her being sober. And if you want, I could reach out and see if she'd like to talk to you about it. I, I mean, she's she's she loves helping people. She's very nice. If you're interested, you can you can tell oh, me yeah. you can tell me after the after the phone. I, I maybe I should have brought this up off the air, but um, oh no
0: no. Oh, yeah, i will I'll, 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 I'll see if sure. she will
1: because she's got firsthand experience, and she, I think she's coming up on 30 years being sober. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, she's 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 excuse me, she's amazing.
0: But that's amazing. I oh wow, give her so much credit. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: I'll reach out to her after this, and I'll see if she's. If she, I'll give you her, her number, if you don't mind, maybe she can text you oh, and no, work something not out. At
0: all. Oh, thanks, George. That would be great. Of Thank course, you. of course.
1: Now, is this going to be your? Because uh, let's face it, you're not Stephen King yet.
0: No, no, not yet. But no, that's I'm... the goal,
1: I'm sure. Or, 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 or <laughs> Stephanie King, if you will.
0: Stephanie King, yes, I like that. Yeah. And... Dif- it's slightly different genre. Yeah.
1: But, um, <laughs> yeah slightly but, right. No.
0: No, it's, you know, and it's, I have no, you know, preconceived notions, as you know, anything create, it's very hard to break into, you know, the publishing world, the writing world, I'm just happy to be doing what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And, um, of course, you know, I want my books to be successful, but it's okay if they're not, because it doesn't take away from the fact that I love doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yes,
1: and you are a published author.
0: Well, yes, I am, and I can say I am a published author, and um, I have more stories to tell. It wasn't like, well, that was it. You know, I, I have ideas and things I can work on. And, you know, and education is something I can always go back to if I want to or need to. Um, but I just really feel like I want to give this a chance right now in my life. So that's what I'm going to do. Well, I think
1: it's fantastic. Now, Are you, are you devoting... Oh, like I guess I'm trying to ask you: Are you are you not retired? But are you? Is this your full time job now?
0: Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, so yes, so good question. So no, I'm not retired. Um, <laughs> You're too young. You're I, young and
1: restless, not old and done.
0: Right? Exactly. I'm young and restless. <laughs> Although, funny story: I, I could because I have the 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 number of years, and I could retire if I wanted to. It wouldn't be very you know big, but yeah, <laughs> I could. Yeah. But, um, no, I am not retired, but yes, I'm just, and you know, like I said, I'm very lucky, you know, I just sold my house. Um, it was a great time to sell. So, you know, I have some security there and, um. I said, another thing I want to do, I said, I'm going to give myself this year, like this year, I'm committed to working on my writing. Next year, I'll look and see where I am or how I am. If I have to make changes and do something else to bring income in, come in I- I'll decide that. But I'm giving myself this year. Yeah. So I may even keep like a, you know, a journal of the year and then maybe, you know, somehow turn that into like a memoir or something. And that could be autobiographical. Autobiography. See, it's a tough something. one, right? Yeah, it is. A tough you
1: you, you one. want to say biography, <laughs> but you can't.
0: There. Yeah, <laughs> it is like a tug twist. It exactly. is.
1: Now no, I'm not embarrassed. Thank you. I'm, I'm sure you threw that on purpose to make me feel. Yeah, and see? I appreciate no. it. <laughs>
0: yes, good. I'm glad I could <laughs> return the favor. Yes, there. yes,
1: but that's good that you're giving yourself that time, it's so good. you're not putting pressure. I mean, I guess it's a little pressure because you're giving a year, but you can always extend it if you if you yeah. like what you're seeing. Because you don't just say, "Okay, I'm writing a book, and you're done."
0: right exactly it's a journey and and that's what I've, I've, I've like realized like even like I remember thinking like the day the wedding toaster came out July 30th you know it was very exciting I was like well but now what like that <laughs> now it's done I'm like but now I keep going like now you know I do have to you know promote and market somewhat which is uncomfortable territory for me because anyone who knows me knows I kind of like to fly below the radar I'm not one I don't like to promote or market myself that much. I don't like to sell to family and friends, but you know, bottom line, I do have to do a little bit of that. You know, I want people, I want to sell my book is the bottom line. Cause I want to support myself. <laughs> in doing yeah. this. So I do have, and it's in the, but that's a journey too. And I'm finding my own comfort level and I'm finding that I really enjoy parts of that as well. And so it's all good. Like every day I just, discover something else oh and i do have to share my cool post office story do you want to hear it
1: i i yes i love cool stories
0: <laughs> talking about promoting and marketing but <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll let myself gloat here for just a please, second please so <laughs> i was up in new Hampshire am because i'm still you know i'm still in stoneham now i'm you know closing on the house this week and packing up and all that but i was up there this must have been about two weeks ago and i got was in the post office getting my PO box. And um, you know, a very nice woman was at the counter and she was processing my application and she must have seen my name. And she said, Did you write that book? And it just took me aback. Wow. And I said, Yes, yes, I wrote a book. So what happened is um a local paper up there, my publisher had reached out to them, did like just a local newspaper article on me and she had read it and said oh my gosh I can't wait to read it but but it was the most surreal like it was just such like the coolest experience I don't expect that or need that to happen all the time but like she recognized my name and I said all I did was walk into the post office and I sold a book this is great
1: but but you didn't (laughs) let him put your picture on the wall did you because that's not a good thing
0: no, no, no pictures. On okay,
1: the yeah, wall. make sure don't ever let them put the, your pic cuz that happened to me once and you know, it's bad stuff.
0: Yeah, no no pictures on the wall.
1: <laughs> but that was been great. You must have felt so great though.
0: I did. And it, It's just those, you know, it's something so but that's what I mean. Like that's what's fulfilling and rewarding is just those little the little moments along the way, you know. It doesn't have to be some big you know, overnight huge success. Or, you know, it's just the little moments like that that I savor along the way. You know.
1: Absolutely. Um. I I do have a question. I've always wanted to know because I don't really know many authors. Yeah. Um, you're. I, I'm assuming you have hard copy.
0: I have a hardcover. Hard no.
1: hard hardcover, hardcover, hardcover. I'm sorry, hardcover.
0: I do not. You, so okay, that's I, my
1: question. So, are you, are you all? Is it all audio? Can you only get it? I was so, going to get no. to it eventually, but but is it all just Amazon books or is it?
0: So it's it's so mine is available in paperback and like Kindle edition, oh, and so you, you can a, get it. Yeah, you. I have a paperback. You can get it on Amazon, Target, or Barnes and Noble, and um, some like independent bookstores too. So I opted not to because, again, The Wedding Toast, I know the genre, it's a beach read, you know, mostly. It's, you know, just something that, you know, you're going to, it doesn't warrant a hard cover to me. Like, to me, a hard cover is like, a book that can stand the test of time you know a classic one as a consumer i don't like buying hard copies they're they're more expensive and i am a book person i'm not an uh, an ebook person but i like paperbacks like you don't have to like they're lighter they're more you can take them more places hardcovers to me are just and they're more expensive. They're just kind of a pain. Like, I don't, I don't, That's true. So I I could have had a hard cover, but like, and I have no qualms about the way, I'm certainly not going to want to pull it, sir. It's going to be on, you know, the New York <laughs> times. And I don't expect that for, you know, but it's not a hard cover copy kind of book. But you so do have no. an
1: actual book. though. So I guess, I, guess yeah, I, I, I did say hard. I meant what I actually meant like a physical book. Cause there are people oh, yeah, who yeah, won't physical, read like yourself.
0: So yeah. It's a, It's a physical book, yes.
1: Now, does going paperback um, make you ineligible for the New York Times bestsellers? I don't
0: think so. You know, George, that's a good question, actually. That's a very good question. I'm going to say I don't know 100%. (laughs) I had never even thought of that. I don't think so, but I don't know. I could be wrong. But that's a good question. So you're saying
1: yes or no, basically.
0: <laughs> I'm saying I have no idea.
1: Okay. So you don't even know if it's yes or no. It could be maybe. All right. We've got it. But that's fine.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like. To, I, I
1: try not to ask the hard questions. I really do. Yeah, I, try that was, to, I try to pitch no, softballs. That was, a, but...
0: that was a good question. <laughs> I need to research that just because I'm curious. Yeah, no, That's it, a good
1: question. But I love that you have a paperback, and, and you mentioned where you can get them. Do you have access to where they're buying it?
0: So – Kind of. So I do have like I know on Amazon. I have to say it it sold out a few times on Amazon, which is another one of those little moments along the way where it's like, oh my gosh, this is great. But mind you, I have no idea how many copies Amazon had. They could have had (laughs) two hundred or ten. Like I don't know. But (laughs) you sold out either way.
1: Is all you need to say. But I sold Sold out either
0: way, and that's what's important, right? Yes. (laughs) Um. So I do not have access to the numbers and my publishers have said, you know, in a few months when I get, you know, get my royalties or whatever, then I'll get to see, but they were upfront and told me and I understand. They're like we don't we we're giving to so many distributors and we don't we can't really track it. Um Again, and keep in mind, you know, I am a first-time author. I'm very happy with my publishers, Austin Macaulay. I think they've been um great, you know, they've um it's been a very positive experience, but they do target first-time authors and they make no, you know, um, you know, they don't try to hide that fact. But as that, they have a lot of clients. So you're not gonna get the one-on-one attention that, you know, a big author, you know, is going to get. And that's okay. You know, it's all part of the process. They're a great stepping stone. You know, I do hope, you know, with other books, if they get published, I can kind of move up, you know, elsewhere and get a little bit more of that attention. But they're a great first stepping stone.
1: Yeah, Um, you've you've got your foot in the door.
0: I got it's a foot in the door, exactly. So, but in terms of like numbers and selling, like I I have no idea, but to tell you the truth, I kinda like it that way because it's not a distraction. Do you know what I mean? Like I can I can just kind of go and do my thing and just be authentic and do it for the sake of doing it, you know, and not like get caught up in that. So I know it sounds kind of funny, but like I, I kind of enjoy not really knowing that. St- like it doesn't matter to me either way, well, ig- you know. Ignorance is bliss. Yes, exactly, exactly. Ignorance is bliss.
1: Because you, you're not worried about oh, I, I wish I was here, or you It's it's you can just focus on what you're doing and let the,
0: exactly f- and let
1: the royalty it checks is- come in.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of freedom in that, you know. Absolutely. It's actually very liberating. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I don't give a crap is a great motto, and yeah, it, it, it's it, there's it. really not much stress in the I don't give crap business. It, there's really not.
0: And I also believe too, like you know, if you're not you're not giving your energy to worrying about that, like that can block sometimes. If you're just receptive to whatever comes in there's more room for more to come into you. Does that make sense? I know that's getting a little probably woo-woo, but like it's where you <laughs> put your energy. Like I get it. You know, energy flows where your attention goes. You know, so if I was sitting here all day thinking, oh, I'm this number on Amazon, or I don't have, that's like restrictive. It's blocking my creative flow. Yes. But so otherwise I'm just floating right along. And like you said, ignorance is bliss and, once in a while, I get recognized in post offices, and <laughs> <laughs> once in a while, I get an article written about me, and it's all so great. I feel like it's like Christmas Eve, you know? it's 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 been amazing, actually. It's really been quite enjoyable.
1: If you can add more than one Christmas Eve to your calendar, you're doing very well.
0: Yes, and I always say, and it's Christmas Eve. Like, You know, like, the whole Christmas season, like, you enjoy the season, like, leading up to it, and Christmas Eve is the best. Christmas Day, I'm sorry, it's kind of a letdown. And it's over, yeah, Christmas Eve Eve rules. Yes, exactly, and the whole, like... Leading up to it, that's the journey, you know, and that's kind of what I equate it to. Like my journey is just all filled with little Christmas eves, you know, it doesn't matter if I get to Christmas Day. I like the Christmas Eve. Yes, (laughs) yes,
1: because it's it's like the second... The, the penultimate, you're an author now, I can use the big word, penultimate yeah. <laughs> day of vacation. It's like you're not leaving yet, but you've already done a bunch of stuff that you wanted to do, and it's just like the calm before the storm, and it, that's to me, that's the best day.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly. like Friday
1: night, basically.
0: Yes, that's another one. Friday night, too. I love it.
1: Friday, yeah. Friday night's the best because the week's over, and you're as far away from Monday morning as you can possibly be without working.
0: Yes, exactly. Although that's another thing I have to say. I I I have a lot of Friday nights in my future. Which
1: <laughs> that's great. See, <laughs> you're winning. Good for you.
0: I'm winning. Yes. No matter what, and that's that's the point. I think no matter what happens, I I'm 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 winning in my life and my journey, and that's all it has to be. Is and there is no winning, but I'm like. I'm content. I'm happy wherever I am. So that is winning,
1: though that is that is winning. Yes, that's uh, let's, winning. let's not let's not uh, poo-poo on winning because that's what you're doing, really.
0: Yes, exactly. A
1: lot of people would be very envious of your position.
0: No, oh. <laughs> I know. It sometimes you just got to take the leap, you know, and just. I mean, I believe me. I've had my what am I doing moments, but. Um, you know, especially right now at the moment. I'm like, I don't have health care right now. Oops, oh well.
1: <laughs> See, don't <laughs> I mean, care.
0: And that will change, just so people know. I do totally intend on getting health care. I just it's not on the top of my list, I guess, right now. <laughs> it will be a tax
1: season when you have to tr- yeah, check exactly, when you can't check right? that box.
0: So, and I have those moments, but sometimes I just feel like you have to jump and take a leap of faith and things work out. Things always work out. That's right. Just do. so.
1: I That's that's actually very cool because it's a lot of people, they, they want to do something, but they're afraid to get out of their comfort zone. They're afraid, yeah. afraid to step out of the box and, and give it a shot. You can't, I always use the analogy, you can't hit a home run if you don't swing the bat.
0: You, exactly.
1: You can strike out. But you can also hit that home run, but you're going to do nothing if you don't swing.
0: Exactly. And I think, and everyone gets to that point at a different time. And I think that's what I was feeling last year. Like, I can't not try this. Like, you know, I can't not, you know, I can go on in my own life and it's very comfortable and I'm happy and that's great, but you don't grow or expand if you don't. Change something. And that's just what, for me personally, is kind of the conclusion I came to.
1: And you don't want any regrets.
0: And if you wake up one day
1: and you're... Because you're you're young now, but you won't always be. And if you wake up when you're old and restless... You might regret not taking that step.
0: Exactly. And I just felt like, I don't know, like, who made up this rule? We all have to work till we're 65 and then retire. Like, who, like, I don't want to live like that. I want to live my life right now while I am still young, you know? Absolutely. So, anyway. So what is
1: it, like, when you're moving up, you're not moving up yet. You're not there yet. So you will be.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you will get. I'm sure you're going to spend some time in the house, whatever. Blah blah. Is, do you have a Do you have a time where you want to have started the process for the third book?
0: So there, yes, there is. So I haven't spent um, a lot of time on it lately, just because I'm, you know, in the process of moving, um, which is a big pain in the neck, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm never moving again after this. But anyway. Um, I do. Like, I do want to make sure I, I do think a routine is important. Like I want to make sure I have a routine in place, you know, even though, you know, you know, I'll be in, you know, I really have to stick to my guns and I'm not always the most self-disciplined. So it's something I want to make sure I stick to and give myself a routine. Um, you know, writers will often say it's important that you write every day. I never really subscribed to that. I always just wrote when I was inspired and, I didn't always, I don't want to say I didn't have the time because I feel like that's kind of an excuse. I didn't make the time, but life's busy, you know, for all of us, you know, sure, it's hard, but now writing will be my life. So I do want to make the time every day to write. So I will, you know, once I'm settled and not just like on my new one, but you know, my second book, my second manuscript that's completed, needs to be edited you know, I do try to make sure I, I want to try to make sure I do a weekly blog for my website. You know, it's other writing, too. You know, every day I try to find some little opportunity, you know, to promote, you know, the wedding toaster. So it's not just like writing stories. It's all the other stuff, you know, in there, too. And believe it or not, I do want to make time, sure I find time to read this is going to sound funny, but I am not a big reader, believe it or not. <laughs> I used to be. I think there was a time when I used to be because I do believe you learn to write by reading. Like, that's really how you learn. You learn, you know, pacing. You learn, you know, the the concept, you know, the construct of a story. And that's so important. But I haven't I just finished a book last week. Do you know when I started it? I, Christmas Vacation. Really? <laughs> that the,
1: the year The Christmas Vacation came out, you started that book?
0: Yeah, like, like December of 2020. I, but I just finished it last week. That's all right. That's okay. So that's but, okay. You but, but you finished but it. But I finished it. And um, I do want to get back to, to, to reading more because you do learn to write. By, and I think there was a time when I did, you know, read a lot, but... I have not. I actually get a lot um, like I love talking about Netflix and Amazon. Like I love series and analyzing the writing of series like for me, like, you know, the writing that goes into a show like that's what I love to analyze and see and and judge like that kind of helps me with my writing, too, is just some some of the series that I watch. And I'm very visual, too. So I actually get a lot of that from like watching series, believe it or not.
1: Uh, Give me an example. Like, what's a series that you think of when you're trying to come up with something?
0: Oh, so the best in terms of writing. So probably I think um, the two that I just have to praise Yellowstone. That do you watch Yellowstone? I
1: haven't, but I hear it's fantastic.
0: Yellowstone is amazing. And I'll tell you something. I did not care for that show when I first started watching it in that therein lies its brilliance. Like that's a good show to take someone and be like, and then be like, oh my God, the writing is phenomenal um it's just they use a lot of flashback which i love as a device like between past and present my next my manuscript i'm editing now is told a lot in flashback and so much more of the characters are revealed to you through that so you can end up like you can like hate a character in the beginning of the show but then you come to understand them and you're like oh my god i get why they did that i really have compassion for this character now i really like this character now. Um, I think it's brilliant writing. I also really love the West. Um, not Westerns per se, but like the American West. I love traveling there. I think it's an amazing place. I also think settings very important for stories that can draw a reader in. So the setting for Yellowstone for me, I love. And then the next show I'll tell you is brilliant is Cobra Kai. yeah. Have you seen Cobra Kai? No,
1: everyone says they love it and they get hooked. So,
0: George, I was in the same boat. Everyone was like, (laughs) Cobra Kai. I'm like, I'm not into karate, and I didn't even (laughs) really like the karate kid that much. But let me tell you, and do you know just this interesting side fact, Cobra Kai started as a YouTube series. And it was so successful, it went to Netflix. But for anyone to take... A 1980s teen classic film and make it sort of cool and make sure to also appeal to both adult and um, like. Teen audiences—that's brilliance. It is a brilliant show, and also to, told from the perspective of Johnny, who was, you know, like the nemesis in *The Karate Kid*. I love Johnny. I to tell you the truth—I'm not a huge Ralph Macchio fan, but I love johnny billy zabka that show i mean for them to do what they did i think is no small feat it's an and it was nominated for an emmy i believe really yeah cobra i think it's like like it was nominated i think for best comedy which i also love because it's not just comedy i mean it is a funny show but there are some heartbreaking moments in there as well
1: cobra Um, is a comedy
0: yeah like it's, and that's what I think it is nominated in the comedy field. Wow. But it's also, but it's not just comedy. I mean, to me, it is also very much drama, but it is a very well done show. Like I'm impressed with those. And they even merge, like even, you know, they'll take the exact songs, you know, those 80s songs, eighty songs are probably great on our nerves now. Yes. Like. That they played in the original movie, they'll incorporate them right into the right exact moment, like into the current series. It just, it's so well done. Cobra Kai is just an enjoyable show. I like it a lot.
1: So I just think that means they're cheap because they already own the rights to the songs. So they're just
0: not paying for new songs. yeah. It no it, it just I mean from the I look at this from the terms of the writing of the show. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's really good. So I those are the two I would give shout outs to. Friday Night Lights is my favorite series of all time.
1: With Connie Britton, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That show's amazing. Best pilot and series finale of a um show I've ever seen. It's amazing.
1: Wait a second. You you're telling me the best finale you've ever seen is Friday Night Lights?
0: It's the one that comes to mind. Maybe there's one I haven't seen for series finale. Yes, I think it was just. It made sense. Hmm.
1: Have you? I. Seen?
0: I it wasn't like that exciting, but I think it ended exactly the way it should have. Like it just made sense. That's like rare. I think it was, that's rare. It it was well written. Yeah.
1: See, I, I, I look at, um, I'm not disputing what you're saying. I just, I, I, I've never heard that said before. I, I go, a lot of people say New Heart. Um, <clears throat> I say Justified. Have you ever watched that with Timothy no, Timmy Oliphant on FX? it's No. It's really good. And the finale is probably the best series finale I've ever seen.
0: Oh, see, see, Now I'll have to compare notes. Now I'll have to go right to the series finale. And <laughs>
1: well, I don't know if it'll wrap it up your, the whole series in one episode, but it just it just worked. It wasn't like yeah. like the Sopranos. You either loved it or hated it. Most people hated it. Um, most, sometimes they leave it up for interpretation. It justified it. It just it just wrapped it up and. I couldn't even tell you how. I, just, I forget how it ended, to be honest with you. But I just remember knowing that that was the best finale I've ever seen. Yeah. It was, it was like perfect. It was way, because there's nothing worse than investing five, six, seven seasons and then to hate the way it ends.
0: Exactly. And all of those things, it's the writing it's, you know, forget the, the, I mean, the characters and the acting of course adds to it, but it's the writing like those moments when you're like, it ended exactly how it was supposed like, that's the writing of a show. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you think you could ever write a script?
0: So, well, it's, so it's interesting when I um, first wrote the wedding toaster, So I wrote it in 2007. In 2008, I actually took a class at BU, a screenwriting class, and converted it into a screenplay. And I'll tell you, it was a very interesting experience. The writing is so different. It's more technological. But you have to think of every little action, you know, and you have to make sure You have to say so much more with far less words. Um, It was a very interesting process, but in the end, I prefer the prose, like the novel writing. Like, I get, I like to explain, like give backstory and give detail. I also found I had to change the story somewhat in um, script form because, like, with a script, every page is like a minute. So, a good script should be about 90 pages. So, that'd be 90 minutes, right? And that's the amount of time, of, as they say, like someone can hold their attention. Like, even me, if something gets to be too long, I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. Like, I get antsy. Like, 90 minutes is like the perfect for a movie amount of time. Sure. So, I had to cut things out. Um, it was just a very interesting process, and I'm glad I went through it, but I like the. Like the prose, like the novel writing more. So,
1: you used to read a lot. You said what were you? I mentioned some of my favorite authors. Who did you read? Did you? St-
0: my very favorite is Jodi Picoult. Have you heard of her? I don't think I have. So she is. um she writes a lot of... Oh, she's written so many books. I and mean, She's like a New York Times bestseller, also a New Hampshire resident, I might add. So that's kind of exciting. I, I love that I don't you're know. already
1: lumping yourself into the New Hampshire resident. You haven't even left Stoneham yet, and you're already like, yeah, us know. New Hampshire people, we need to stick together. I know,
0: i already... Uh, well, I do want a license <laughs> plate that says live free or die. Oh, you already I have, you already have, have, you have it? I can't, no, not Oh, you're yet, looking forward I'm to it. excited to get one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so anyway... um. She writes a lot of, um, she writes everything like legal thrillers. She'll take a question. Like she'll say, she'll often start like with a, what if question, like real big stories on moral dilemmas. Like she wrote one called 19 minutes on the school shooting. Um, she wrote one called my sister's keeper, which was about, you know, a sibling donating an organ to her dying sister. Um, She wrote one called The Pact, which is about, you know, a teen suicide pact, just really riveting um, topics that really make you think But writes it in such a beautiful way. She wrote one called The Storyteller, which was about um, like a. uh, ex Auschwitz soldier and like the regret and remorse he felt and the friendship he develops with like a a Jewish person which it was beautifully told um just really different riveting think outside the box topics and just written so well um. I love her. And then Kristen Hanna is another one. I just finished her book, The Great Alone. She wrote Firefly Lane, which is now a series on Netflix, which I actually haven't written or watched yet. <laughs> um, but some of her other books um, I really like. So, And then going to back to mysteries, there was one author. His name was Lawrence Block, and he had the best series. It was a cat burglar named Bernie Rodenbar. He was a bookseller, but a cat burglar on the side. But he would solve these mysteries. But he was, <laughs> I have it in me. Like, yeah. I think after I read one of those books, I like tried to teach myself to like pick locks or something. <laughs> like, I just thought it was so riveting. Like, this will be so exciting. I think I went through this like dressing in black phase and like sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought I thought it would be fun to be a cat burglar. At y- one you point. would end up in the
1: post office one way or the other.
0: Yes, I would have ended up in the post office <laughs> one way or the other. What was yes. his name,
1: Bernie or What was it?
0: Ber- Bernie Rodenbar. Rodenbar. I think that was his name. But the author is Lawrence Block. They were quite enjoyable. I read those. Gosh, years ago. I don't even know <laughs> if they're still out, but they were fun. I thought you were going to say so. Judy Bloom,
1: and you're like Jody, Bertie Rodenbar. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny, <laughs> Judy Bloom. Um, I would say my my next manuscript that I'm editing, which is the one I first wrote, I often will say if I had to compare it to a novel, it would be one of Judy Bloom's called Summer Sisters. And that was an adult novel. I mean, she was primarily YA, um, kind of controversial YA at times, you know, young adult, but Summer Sisters was an adult novel she, she wrote. And I would kind of compare my next one to sort of be like that. So
1: I have a question for you. You said you've, you're editing your, your work. Can't you just do it right the first time? What? You you edit your own work. Can't you just do it right the first time?
0: I know, right, right. Well, you know, it's funny. I often say I don't change the story much after the first time. I'm big on instinct. And if my instinct the first time tells me this is how something's going to go down, I keep it. But editing, I mean, like, and this is, I mean, I was a language arts teacher. This is the L.A. teacher in me coming out. It's like <laughs> punctuation, capital, you know, all that stuff, which is painstaking. And however many times you look at it yourself, you miss things. Like, you need a—you need an editor. That's another thing, you know, I was so grateful to, for Austin Macaulay for, is, you know, they edited my manuscript, you know, for me. And then I would look at it, too, again. But... um. But, you know, it is, you know, good to go through and look for those things and see, like, there might be times. One of the things, it's funny, you know, talk about I write stories. I'm not big on plot in the beginning. <laughs> like, it's, it's funny, and it sounds so weird because that's really what a story needs is a good plot. We don't need no stinking um, plot. I know. I so I love the characters. Like, character development is my favorite and, but you'll find, this is what I love about the writing process, and other authors, including Jodi Picoult, have said this, and I find it 100% to be true, the characters do start writing it at a certain point, and I know that sounds funny, but it's true, and those moments are magic, like when I was writing The Wedding Toaster, I'd write something and sit back and be like, I didn't know that was going to happen or like a character. I wasn't who was just supposed to be mentioned in the story, like came back as kind of like a major character and I didn't even plan it. It just kind of happened but I love that, like, sort of an organic unfolding of the story. And I know it sounds funny to say the characters write it, I mean, but it is kind of true. Like, it's so, you get so in their head, or you're in their head, or whatever it is, but they, they kind of start to direct it. It's really, and other authors have, have said that, like, it's really interesting, it's what, and that's what I love about the process. It's really quite magical yeah, in some
1: that, ways. I equate it with, you ever watch a like a, a series, a sitcom, or even a drama or something that starts, and it goes like 10 years, and you watch the pilot again, and that person is not even who they ended up being. It's it's I'm trying to think of an example. I can't, but it's like you talk about character development. And yeah. some, sometimes you start with somebody, a sidekick or something, who's a certain way, but then by the end of the series it's a different type of character
0: oh my gosh yes so the first i have to so my probably friday night lights is my favorite season of all time but a very close close told you and and, uh, i'm sorry is that (laughs) that's
1: my train that's a train
0: oh that's a train oh that's funny that's funny that's the trade my one of my favorite the series i've been the fan the longest of is buffy the vampire slayer i can't to this day still if i'm bored or just need to throw something on or something i'll just put on a random episode of buffy can i drop you for one second
1: about buffy the vampire slayer i was just at comic-con like i like i told you and um julie sarno you know her yes yes. Janice's sister Janice Sano's okay. sister uh younger sister I was there with her and a couple other people and she was there f- for one reason only to see uh James Mars
0: not he well he's exactly who I'm gonna talk about spike right spike. that's his name yes spike, I
1: I, yeah. s- I was 10 f- I was three feet away from spike yesterday uh, yesterday oh
0: George, oh my god, this is so funny! Oh my god, I would have gone to Comic Con if I knew Psych was gonna be there because he's exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, that's even
1: funnier! I didn't realize that.
0: He was the best character on that show, and I even like read like one of those random Google articles that like pop up. You know, was like best characters in Buffy. You know, they rank everything. They call that clickbait. Yes, so I just because it catches your interest because they know (laughs) what you search and what you look for. So I looked and he was voted the best, and he was, he was like this. You know, this awful killer vampire, and he was still a vampire, but, like, he (laughs) became your favorite character. He was awesome. So I know exactly what you mean. That's so funny. You saw Spike Well, now it makes sense because
1: Julie had these pictures of her for Halloween. She was a vampire. I know nothing about Buffy. All I know is Christy Swanson as far as Buffy the Vampire.
0: Oh, yeah, in the movie. Yeah,
1: and and this guy, he he loved it because Julie, she looked really good. She did a great job. Her friend I don't know which friend did it, but she was all made up like a... Like a, a Halloween vampire, she was awesome, and he loved the picture. He where he goes, uh, he goes. I'm gonna write "bite me" on the picture because she had a, she had an autograph and a. She got to take a picture. I actually took the picture of them both, because she wanted to get her shirt and in, into the picture. She didn't want a selfie, uh, but anyways, that's what he did. He wrote "bite me" on it, and
0: oh, that's so funny. Yeah, she oh, a, I'm so. I love James Mars. There's another thing too. He's American. He's like an American dude, but in Buffy, he was like this British talking. Like you were shocked to hear that he wasn't British. Like in real life, right? <laughs> <Like it was laughs> oh, that's so funny. But that's exact. Spike was the best character ever. Oh, that's so funny.
1: And I, I, I kind of derailed you. No, well, train. No pun intended. I kind of derailed your your process that you were talking about character development and you were going to say spike and um <laughs> do you want to move on or do you want because i kind of ruined your, uh, no, your no, thought no, process can there. Move
0: no i know i think i said everything i okay needed to say. Right, i, I just got sure. so excited when i heard you actually met spike Sorry,
1: <laughs> he was actually pretty cool too He was a good guy yeah I, mean, I guess you have to be if you're making people pay money to look at you
0: I know, exactly, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Well, yeah, no, it was, it was very
1: good. Now, would that ever interest you, doing something on, the, on that genre?
0: I never say never. But, I just <laughs> haven't gotten, like, the idea for something like that yet. Not that I wouldn't, you know, if I, you know, thought of something. But no, I would. I would say, I mean, I think even, like, you know, even The Wedding Toaster is probably not my at-home genre. I think my at-home genre is will be more like literary fiction. Like kind of a little bit more deeper, more serious topics that really kind of make you question and think. Although, never say never, I do want to write about my PI jet skiing to deliver mail to the islands on Lake Lennepasat. yes. yes. Really, really
1: and and maybe, maybe... Uncle Whore could come across the wedding toaster from hell.
0: Yes, that could be. It he could work. See, We could I'm do a little saying. conglomeration there. You could
1: find out. The big reveal could be that, that Uncle Whore's name was actually Uncle Horror.
0: Yeah, oh, I see. I love it. It, it writes itself, see? And, you know, it writes itself. It, 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 All you have to do is sit down with the characters, and they dictate the rest of the story. Who doesn't it's want to great. sit down with
1: Uncle Ho, really?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I almost made that joke about you talk about writing obits, and I'm like, you don't really have to. They write themselves. It's really, I know. It's really yeah. simple to write those. That's not a problem.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah but i would i mean i would never discount it i do love i mean like harry potter's my favorite series probably ever is i love right? harry po- yeah i love harry potter you just you gotta love the the mystical and the you know the unseen you know there's just something so enticing about it you know
1: which movie is so, your favorite
0: which what
1: which movie your was your favorite
0: uh, I'll have to say, you know, one thing I will say about, and I love it. I don't mean to, um, disrespect it, but they all do get mixed up in my head. Like I can't keep them all straight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, how many were there? I I think there were like 11. Yeah. It's a... So I always like the, fir- the fir- I mean, I always think the first of anything is the best, um, honestly, I really only have a clear memory of the first and last <laughs> one. All the other insane with the book, like they just all get mixed up in my head. Well, you, but don't I like, just, you
1: don't like plot anyways. So what do you care about? I know. Two exactly. through 10. Like,
0: <laughs> Screw them. I know. I just exactly right. So
1: <laughs> I'm just going to go to the beginning chapter and the last chapter. I like
0: that. Exactly. Did you read all the books? Who needs what? To, I did. At, at some point I did, you know, but I can't. I can't remember, like, every little detail. Like, I can tell you, you know, the basics. Like, Harry lived with his aunt and uncle who weren't nice to him. He went to Hogwarts. You know, he met, you know, Voldemort was his arch nemesis. He played kiddos and. Sirius Black was his godfather, right? I think that's right. And then he would just try to, you know, defeat Voldemort. And basically, that's it. But lots of interesting details in the middle. I just can't remember all <laughs> of just, them. <laughs> they just weren't
1: memorable. That's all. Yeah. No big deal. Oh,
0: but there were so many of them. Not some, I mean, it, there there was a lot of them. So it's hard to keep them straight i don't know i'm the person though like i can't even tell you what my exit number is on the highway like what exit number are you i'm like i don't know i just know where to, get, know to get off there. like That's it. like honestly like i don't i don't hold details in my memory very well either i never have i'm more of a big picture person That's i guess right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> take a right at dunkin donuts take a left at walmart and there you are I'm home, yeah,
0: exactly. I'm home. Which
1: one I don't know, I just know <laughs> I where they know. are.
0: I just know where they are as long as they I can get to them from many different
1: them. directions, I'll be fine. That's all, yeah,
0: ex- exactly.
1: Do you remember um, running track? I ran track with you,
0: yes, well, oh well with you. I was gosh, on the boys' track, team, but, yeah. was such a big part of my Stoneham High years, yes. I was a three season runner, cross country, indoor, and outdoor. Do you still run? No. I walk, like I I walk a lot, but I don't run. <laughs> I just think walking's more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: less, less stress on the ankles and the knees and everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. do you have?
1: A, for some reason, I want to say that you and I. Oh, I hope he didn't pass away. Do you? Did you have a dog? Do you have a dog?
0: Oh, that's. Funny. I have two. You do? Right okay, now. right now. Okay. Yeah, I do have two dogs. I did have one dog before my two that passed away. So you probably. Was it red? He was golden, but a reddish golden. Okay,
1: that's who I'm thinking of. Is that that the dog that passed away?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Did you meet Bodie at some tough point?
1: I might have met him at the lake. Would you walk the lake? Yeah. I might have have seen you there at some point.
0: Oh, that's funny. We Good memory. Yeah, Bodie was my first love, my first golden. So I got his name tattooed on my foot the day after he passed away.
1: On the sole or the heel? Where about?
0: On my side, like the side of my foot. Did it <clears throat> hurt? So this is how I would describe a tattoo. It doesn't not hurt, but it's <laughs> it's manageable. Like it's not like oh my god, I'm in some. They also have to stop a lot to re ink, so you do get like breaks, you yeah. know. But it's not unbearable.
1: Well, at least your dog wasn't named Uncle Whore.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I love the double negatives too. It doesn't not hurt. Like yeah, that. exactly.
0: Like it doesn't not hurt. That's the best way I can describe it. I'm not it.
1: not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Have, yeah. So is there yeah. enough room for the dogs and everybody to to maintain? You, I'm assuming you're going to a bigger place in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah. So we're going. I'm very again. You know, my family has a home. I've been spending summers up there. You know, since I was like seven. So it's our family home. So the dogs love it up there. We're up in the summer and um. Yeah, it's it's great. We're looking forward hiking trails, and one of my dogs likes to swim; the other doesn't. But um, it'll be good. It is nice here. I have a uh, like a fenced-in yard for them, which makes life, you know, much easier. There, I don't, but that's okay. You know, you just adjust, adapt, and adjust.
1: Now, did you send so. a mass email to the family saying, "By the way, guys, remember, no coming here this summer. Yeah, this is not this is mine now."
0: No, I I did not do that. Put um, it on the list. Put it on the list. They'll start showing up. No one can come here except for me. (laughs) (laughs) Unless otherwise invited. Yes, unless otherwise invited. So, So, no, I know it'll be good. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to do this. And yeah, it'll be great. So that's fantastic. Forward to it. Your
1: your book. I mean, you mentioned before that you had a website. What's the website's name?
0: So the website is emilyrotundi.com. dot com. So it's a little bit. uh It's kind of. Con- it's a weird name, I know, but it's what I the domain I got. So again, so Emily Rotundi, all lowercase letters, com. dot com. That's so em- my website.
1: Emily Rotundi was taken, obviously, then
0: yeah i know well i know and how many emily rotundis are there i, Two. Mean, really, yeah. <laughs> I know there could be a lot of john smiths yeah, but my right. name's a little bit more unique, right but there must be another one out there i'll bet one of the
1: 99th probably like one of the thousandth john smith took emily rotundi
0: was like- yeah i know <laughs> that's the way right always but um so yeah, so I try to keep again. You know, I'm in the beginning stages, but I, I try to do a weekly blog post, and if there are any events coming up, as I think I have on there now that I have paired on your podcast. Thank you again for the How opportunity. By the way, this was fun. I had a ball.
1: You know what? I lo- I, I mentioned this to somebody. <clears throat> um, I love the fact that you asked to be on the show. No one, no. No, no one's ever done that like that.
0: No. Well, I'm honored, you know, podcasts, podcasts are, they're just fun. They're very natural. It's nice to have a conversation. And again, for me, thank you. Like it's a way for me to get the word out about my oh, book. Of course, Cause I of do course. have to promote, which I don't like doing so much. So thank you. Well, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I mean, you,
1: you're making my life easier too. I don't have to make any calls. This is, this is great. <laughs> I, and I was happy to do it too. I, 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 it was you. You, I wanted to help. I mean, you know, hopefully it does. Yeah,
0: no, it's great, George. Thank you. And I listened recently to the episode you did with Kim Nardone. Yes, and it was so. Nice. And it got us because you know we've been in touch in and out of the years, and it got us back in touch. Like we should, we need to get together and get a coffee, and you know. So it was great. So. Because of because
1: yeah. you listened and you reached out.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Kim's great. I gotta stop saying great. I really am.
0: No, Kim is great. She's she's been a role model to me in a lot of ways. She's very inspirational and uplifting and. I used to love, you know, watching her little, she did a little Instagram or Facebook, you know, messages or videos. She's yeah. great.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember the ones that she would she would be putting makeup on. and, and I, I, I crashed one of her videos one time and she thought that oh, was Oh, really, did you? Yeah. yeah and I, I didn't know how she know. would take it because I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I was just trying to be funny. And luckily she, either she was b- very professional and told me that she thought it was funny or she really did. Either way, she handled it like a champ and I was...
0: Yeah, she's great. Kim's great. Yeah. So
1: can they get is your book available on your website to purchase
0: it's not but i guess amazon is probably the easiest it's not amazon barnes and noble target you know but amazon's probably the easiest and yeah. And I, like I always say, if people want to read it, I'm grateful and I hope they enjoy it. But if they don't, that's cool, too. That's okay. Because I know, you know, chick lit's not everyone's thing. <laughs> I've <laughs> never I heard that it.
1: expression, chick lit. I mean, a chick lit, no, but not chick lit. We, I've never heard that before. That's been, I, yeah, I love that. chick
0: lit is a thing. It's it was, a thing.
1: It, it's, I don't know why I didn't think of it before. It's so obvious. That's great
0: yeah that's funny because
1: I know what exactly when you said it, I know exactly what you mean I pictured you know I what pictured I mean, a woman yeah. in a in a chair on the beach with her uh the the under part of the chair is in the water yeah, so your feet are getting wet like, like, just, yes, that, Yeah, that's what serious. I pictured
0: Yeah, it's chick litter, even like beach read. Like I think beach read is actually like a genre now. Like it's a beach read, you know, like something you'd read on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, the
1: best thing would be to have a beach read while listening to Yacht Rock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, I love it. And, yeah, And while
1: you're on the yacht, maybe you can stop by the jets, the jet skier, the jet. What is it? The jet ski male person, will, male woman will bring you your mail.
0: Yes, we'll come with a special delivery. Yes, love yes. It. See, it's, it, it, you're
1: right. It writes itself. We should just keep.
0: Yeah, on. it doesn't it. it re, it's such <laughs> an amazing cry. It, it does. It's amazing. It really does. So
1: I, I hope it does well. I, I've seen. I saw you. Um, you posted something recently about. Uh, what was it a signing you were doing?
0: Oh, it might have been. So I, uh, George, I hate to break it to you, but you are not my first podcast. <laughs>
1: oh, that hurts, Emily. That <laughs> I'm hurts. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Wait until the kidding. end,
1: though. That was smart. Because now if I no, hit stop, it doesn't matter. It's, it's done. So it's, it's that was so smart. My-
0: <laughs> no but you are actually my <laughs> first one having a conversation so i was on a podcast called stories of Insp- inspiring joy but it was just to me like we pre-record ourselves and then just send it like i wasn't talking with the host like i am now and this is much more enjoyable i must say but that was a too, late. too late it's too
1: late emily I, I've, yeah. already, I've already checked out okay you can suck up label and it's not worth it
0: so I think it was that you probably saw. Okay, that's um, awesome. I,
1: I did that. Yeah, the, I did see that then. So how does yeah. that work? What do you, you do? You you pre-record what you want to say, and that goes on. Yes.
0: Yeah. To... So it's this whole project, and I think it's amazing. This um, this girl. I mean, and she's probably like twenty-three or four. So to me, that's a girl. She's lovely. <laughs> like this girl. This girl, and um, I think she's based in Los Angeles. Um, and I think she's a lawyer, but. She just started this project called Stories of Inspiring Joy and it's a um podcast and you have to apply for it but you know you write up a little picture what you've done or what you have to say and I mean there's just a you know an array of people very interesting people from all over the world who just submit and you submit a clip that's like between 10 and 15 minutes long of just who you are You know, what your story is and... She's really—it's really the focus, also on like how storytelling is important, but not just writing books. Just like hearing other people's stories is so inspiring. Like you know, like Kim Nardone is so inspiring when she shares her story of her life and you know what she's done, and you know just sharing stories of people to inspire others. So yeah, so mine was accepted and um it aired uh, August twenty fourth, I think, or something. Um, Yeah, so you just pre-record yourself. Um I had a whole script written and I read right from it, but I didn't like how it sounded. So I redid it and kind of just ad-libbed. Like I had it as a guide, but I just kind of talked, you know, and it was a little, there were a little, there were more awkward pauses, but it sounded more natural. So that's the version we went with. So.
1: I agree hundred and percent. Yeah. Cause with, with, with this podcast, I, pe- people ask, oh, how long does it take you to edit? I go, I, I don't.
0: No, I don't blame you. It's it's raw and real, and that's what people like. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, even me coughing earlier. Yeah, don't it care. It's, it's real. Not it's not coming out. <laughs> it's real and human and... That's what happens. I'll always right? tell you. I'll <laughs> always
1: tell you. I'll edit it out, and I never will. It's that's
0: simple. No, it, it, well, I don't blame you. Because <laughs> to me, because
1: I don't want to you don't cut. You, you're in the mo- you're in the groove. You stop to exactly. cough for a second. It's like I don't want to. It's just that that's life. If I'm talking to you in person, I can't edit out your cough. It, that's what it is. A, tr- a train goes because by. What am I going to do? Hit pause? It's a train. I know, it's life. I,
0: I, no, exactly. I agree a hundred percent.
1: No, that that Absolutely. podcast that you just—I sorry—that podcast that you you just did. Did you did you have your own episode, or did they have like two or three people to make it like an so hour had, or so?
0: So I had my own episode. So you they submit. I think she releases like two a week, and each person has their own episode. So you just you, you know you just talk and share your story, and they're short. You know the it has to be between ten and fifteen minutes long, and. You know they're short and sweet and to the point. And um, but I just give this girl Sydney Weiss is her name so much credit for really you know you know making this a, a project. And I was really proud to be a part of it. So. Oh, you
1: should be. I'm happy for it. Did you, did you yeah. tell Kim about it?
0: I don't. I guess I posted it, so I think oh, she I might have seen it. But I haven't talked to her personally yet. But yeah, I know she should do that too.
1: And what's it called again? If people want to hear it.
0: It's called stories of inspiring joy.
1: Ah, okay. Um, and it's on, would you, would you listen to it on Apple or Spotify?
0: It's on Apple and Spotify. Okay. So some of the big ones.
1: Excellent. And are you, are you doing any book signing? Do you do do that? Are you
0: So, um, I haven't heard anything yet. Another thing with books is, you know, the, the return time, like, you have to give people time to read it. And, you know, as I so well demonstrated, I mean, it took me eight months to read (laughs) my last book, so I don't have any, I don't put any time constraints on anyone. But again, you know, you start local, you start small. My publisher reached out to like some local bookstores, um, in newspapers and you start from there for me, I was kind of lucky cause both, you know, the Stoneham greater Boston area. And then, you know, the lakes region area, in New Hampshire, both my, and that's where, you know, the article came out in New Hampshire. Um, you have to
1: stop name dropping New Hampshire. Okay. We get it. Yeah. Move sorry. It. We understand. <laughs> a You're leaving us behind. That's fine. Go prosper.
0: <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, so, but I haven't heard anything, you know, but you have to get, I also think, you know, during this time in COVID, you know, these things aren't happening as frequently. So,
1: a good point. Yeah.
0: again, I'm just doing my thing. Invitations out there, if people respond, that's great. And I'm grateful. And if they don't, that's okay, too. Well, that's so, that's great. Do you
1: have, Um, I, I know you have an Instagram account.
0: Yeah. So I have a pub. I do have a public Instagram account at Emily Rotundi, where I kind of share my author journey. Um, yeah.
1: Just at Emily Rotundi. That's, you got that?
0: Yeah. On what? Instagram. Yeah.
1: Gee, you beat that guy. That's good.
0: I know. <laughs> I, I beat our John Smith there. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Exactly. So. <laughs> well, it's great. Emily. I hope you do well. And I look forward to the, the, the next one. And anytime you want to come on, please do
0: yeah thanks george this was so much fun thanks for having me it was great to connect
1: hey i'm gonna i'm gonna end it but just hang on for one second okay sure thanks emily